This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaring.com. Today is December 9th, 2018. And after every game, we promise we do a rapid reaction, win, lose, or draw. And the Falcons don't make it easy for you. Because I think, I ain't going to lie, I personally want to mail it in like the Falcons mailed it in today. But, you know, we are professionals. We're going to keep, we going to stick to our words. And we're going to do what we say we're going to do. I got Calhoun with me. Um, what's up, homie? What's going on? And the way you sound is exactly how everybody feels doing these podcasts and talking about them fuck-ass birds. Well, I mean, it's a bright spot for the city of Atlanta, not related to, well, related to football, but not American football. So, you know, I need to pick up, put a little pep in my step because the Atlanta United won. So, Arthur Blake promised the city championships and he delivered, just not in the way I thought he'd deliver. But, hey. In the words of Matt, on the show, who in the fuck gives a fuck? I give a fuck about that team. I, it's a, I have a friend on my timeline. Uh, he was like, I didn't even know Atlanta had a soccer team. Shit, most of us didn't. Motherfucker didn't. One of the podcast lens was watching the parade. I don't know why he was doing that. That was gay. And a, another one was down there, but of course, Sam gonna always be in shit like that. But I watched on the parade, and the mayor was like, yeah, people didn't even know about the team, went on the bandwagon, but now hopefully everybody come on in. Like, she said something. Like, everybody know the jig is up. Nobody care about that team. And it's MLS. Nobody gives a shit. <coughs> well, they had a party. I mean, you just said they had a – they actually had a parade. I'm, and you should have a parade for championships. No matter how big or how, or how small, championships for the city should be celebrated. But it's interesting. We talked about that, and we're going to tie this into the Falcons at some point in this podcast. But – we were talking about how, like, white slash new Atlanta ride with the United, whereas blacks slash old Atlanta ride with the Falcons. Would you agree with that? No, I think old Atlanta black and white ride with the Falcons. I, I don't I don't see, like, even the real southern whites, they don't ride with no goddamn soccer. So you're saying there's new Atlanta people who just ride with soccer, essentially. Fucking faggot queers and fucking immigrants. That's who ride with that soccer shit. What you can no, see? No, no real blooded American ride with that goddamn soccer shit. <laughs> it's interesting because I got a six, he'll be six months, your old son, and he, we want him to play soccer instead of American football. So, like, I mean, we may be one of those families that's riding. I told you, I'd get a United tattoo because they won the title. But, you know. Man, you better not get that faggot shit. Why is it gay? Let me ask you that. Why is it gay? Yeah, I'm just because it's wack as shit. What's wack about the city winning championship? It's wack about who won it. Like the lacrosse team won a championship a year or two ago. I don't see you making a big fuss about them. Well, I didn't even know we had a lacrosse team. So where yeah, is the lacrosse team? This shit don't matter. If it ain't basketball, baseball, football, I couldn't give a shit. But you said this is second tier soccer, though. Isn't that what you were calling this the other day? 
Yeah, I'm kind of like semi-pro and some people trying to create it, but we all know there's one real United, and that's Manchester United. <laughs> Not Atlanta United. It's a get Ronald. But it ain't Ronaldinho. Oh, Ronaldinho and Ronaldo and all them. And they, they're they not over here playing in the MLS, sir. So I don't give a shit about a bunch of rejects kicking around a soccer ball. I don't care about that. Them motherfuckers can't even go make their team. I think it was the goalie for Atlanta was like the third string goalie for some team across the world. Like, it's a whole bunch of no. It's a whole bunch yeah, it of is a minor players. league. Cause like, they were saying... Um, <coughs> So who, it was somebody on the United. They won a championship. Now they got to go over and play in like the league you talking about. And, really? Yeah, but they they made it seem like he 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 barely play on that team if he does play or whatever. Like like it like it's a lot of them like that. Like the Martinez. So the, the guy who we got Martinez or Marnie, whatever his name is, you know, one of them burrito eating motherfuckers. He he MVP. He the MVP of the league. MVP of the All Star game. And MVP of something else. That son, bitch, he didn't even know who he is. He's the MVP of the league, of the championship game, and he's a MVP all-star game or something like that. Like, you don't know who he is. So I don't even take that shit serious, man. Uh, Let me show you how serious it is. They won Saturday night, right? Yep. Saturday night won. Arthur Blank was at the game Sunday. We got a private jet. It don't take an hour or two. Probably take two hours to fly to Green Bay from Atlanta. Oh, he was in he was in Green Bay with that second rate team Sunday afternoon, sir. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. That guy, I seen some of that soccer game. That game didn't go off to about eleven. The motherfucker was celebrating. I the blank got down and fucked this and went to see the real football. So flip side. Do you think he'd be more happy if the Falcons won championship or if Atlanta United won championship? You ain't even got to ask that. Then, what, let me ask you this. When the Falcons went to the Super Bowl, did he pay for the whole staff and everybody else? <laughs> to go to the- <laughs> okay, then. Okay. <laughs> Them motherfuckers went to the MLS Cup, man. They, the motherfuckers still working, man. Ain't nobody give a shit about that. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to get to the game. I don't really have that much to say. I was listening to nine, I was listening to Sports Talk Radio. I'm not gonna give them no shout out. And one, we have a very weak Sports Talk Radio scene here. But side, um, so let me let me say that too, man. Let me goddamn get in on some of that. Our sports radio is so whack. We throwing shots at them. They trash. They're so much. They so busy being company, man. They don't even have an objective view of the sport teams. Like there's one thing to just be like we. It's another thing to just try to kiss their ass. Anyway, like I think a week or two ago, they had a poll on Facebook because I follow them. Will the Falcons make the playoffs? The fans came and I'm like, man, shut that dumb shit up. <laughs> like the fans tired of them motherfuckers. Like after they lost to Dallas, the fans were like, fuck you. And that's all we got. And every last one of them are the same way, man. They weak as fuck. They piss sitting down. They have no balls. They trash. <laughs> so what were your thoughts on the game? Same thoughts I have on that radio station. Horrible. And Dan Quinn, again, is a fucking idiot, man. Why are you even having starters playing at this point? It's beyond me. You're going to get somebody hurt. Hooper end up getting hurt in the fourth quarter in a blowout. Why do you still have your players in the game? Why is Deion Jones even back? Like, it's, it's, just, it's foolish to me. 
What he's doing? Well, they actually, if they won the game, they actually had a track. To get. If they won this game, they would they eight and eight may have got you in the playoffs. That's what everybody was talking about. So they wind up going for the gusto. It just didn't work. But I'm with you. They should have took like once the the game was out of hand by the third quarter, like and so they should have took people out. But I think my thing is, look. We both were from Atlanta. We've seen plenty of Atlanta Falcons teams. We've seen plenty of shitty Atlanta Falcons teams. We've seen plenty of shitty Atlanta Falcons teams give up on their coach. But I've never seen a shitty Atlanta Falcons team give up on the coach like the way they've given up on this season. And it's all apparent to me. Have, when the last time you remember a team giving up, a Falcons team giving up like this? I had to go back to the June Jones. Yeah, you got to go back to when they went for the kind of stadium almost. Probably pre-dome to see a yeah, Falcons team. The motherfuckers in red did some giving up. But you haven't really seen it. Like, this one is it's just, it's what it is, is, it's like everyone knows this shit is over, right? And it's like everybody knows he's not the coach. Except for Arthur Blank. Because they're playing like it. Like, it's only a couple of players really playing out there. It's a few of them still giving their effort, but the team just has lost all kind. It's just lackluster. So, it's time, you know how they're playing like Remember the first year with Shanahan? And they started being – they had a whole bunch of choir boys starting to speak out like, we don't know what the plan is, but it's this ain't it. Remember they was doing that? Yeah. That's what it seemed like it is. But Dan Quinn just so quiet about it like Shanahan. It's, it's not being – Boosted up as much, but that's what it seemed like to me. I don't know. I, I think you made a key point just then. How they know it's time. How they know it's it's always time. I think it's time. Not just Dan Quinn. I think it's over for the Falcons as we know it. Like I think the shot. I think we just cut it, Dan Quinn. It's time to get rid of Dimitrov. It's time to get rid of Dan Quinn. You got to make real decisions about the people on the field moving forward. And I know you're a big, hey, we got so much talent. But it doesn't matter when you don't produce. And it doesn't matter if you're going to lose the way they lose. Like, I'm one of those people. Drew Brees don't win seven and nine three straight years. I'm one of those people. As long as you don't get double-digit losses, that's not as Like, seven and nine, to me, the visuals of that don't look as bad as six and ten. And the Falcons are going for a six and ten, five and eleven season. And... You can't justify Matt Ryan's. I was listening to a podcast today, and they were saying, does Matt Ryan have the worst contract in football? So I think his contract is $100 million guaranteed, and they were debating if that's the worst contract in football right now. And I got to be honest with you, he might have the worst contract in football right now because you can't win with Matt Ryan at the helm. I do Again, you know I'm going to disagree with this. No way in hell. There's no way in hell he has the worst contract in football when Tannehill have already signed. And you have Matthew Stafford that's already signed. I'm going to tell you who really got the worst contract in football. Honestly, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. That's who has the worst contract in football because they can't do nothing. They can't get anyone with Aaron Rodgers, period, with the money he just signed for. Aaron Rodgers just killed the team, and that's why they look like they look. So, no, it's not Matt Ryan. I think it goes back to what you said earlier. I think you hit the nail on the head. What needs to happen is what's not going to happen. What needs to happen is they need to clean the whole office out. Everything now on the field needs to go. So just like when you talk about uh, the kid, Jackson, 
for Baltimore. And it's like you need to have them on the field so you can see what you got. Like when you're in this time, not them per se, but when you have losing teams, you might as well put your rookies out there and everyone else to see what you have. So they need another coach staff. They need some real they need some real shit. They should have never stuck with the GM. When they fired Mike Smith, it was said then it need to be said now. They shouldn't let Thomas Dimitrov go. But like the article that Sammy D tagged us in, and he lined out all the imperfections of the Falcons, they stuck with Thomas Dimitrov and he stuck with that kind of mindset. They should have cleaned house off top. And after this season, they're going to go ahead and give another pack because they're going to say injuries. And that's what I was saying about that. You can't blame injuries now when your coach specifically said, no, we're good with what we have. That means you can coach him up. And you found gems on the bench. Number 54 from Yale. He's a gem. You found Edo Smith. He's a gem. The best of all is Devontae, uh, Demonte KZ. He's a gem and he's going to be a pro bowl. So you had some of the keys. But when you said no to that, and you sign Bruce Irvin, who can help you uh, in what he does. So it's, the problem is, it's, it's, it's not the Jimmy and the Joes. It's the X's and the O's. I think something, but I disagree. I think sometimes, I think part of it is the X's and the O's, and we both agree, Dan Quinn. It's time to get rid of everybody, but I, I can't see how you could run it back with the same core on the field with different coach. Like, I don't see that. Unless you get, like, some young Hot shot offensive coordinator, or if you you have to get someone like a Sean McVay or something like that. Like I don't see how you can run it back with this team. I don't see how, how I you couldn't convince me Matt Ryan, Julio Jones are going to win the Super Bowl. There is nothing to you say, said, Jason. You said this shit best last podcast or the podcast two ago. You have to get somebody who can work with what you have. Like you mentioned, the team was built on our offense. Why do you keep getting defensive minded motherfuckers to coach this offense? You're hindering the offense. You have to play to the strengths of your team. And they do the exact opposite. That's the problem with them. So the reason why is because they do what they do. I believe you do need one of those young, hot gunners. I believe believe you need to get somebody from an Andy Reid style. I believe you need to go that route. I believe you need to go one of these, Doug Peterson, Sean McVay, and one of those kind of routes, man. You You cannot keep getting... These defensive coaches, because before this motherfucker, Mike Smith was a defensive coach. Jamar, Jim Moore was a defensive coach. I mean, you can't keep doing this, though. Trying to get somebody from college. Get somebody who specializes in offense. And that's what they need to do. Yeah. But some takeaways from the game right quick. Do you mind if I go through? Because I, I did something different this time. All right, go ahead. It seemed like you took some notes. I did a few. All right. So... Uh, going back with the defense, our defense is so trash. They mentioned the Falcons have the worst pressuring of QB. Like we pressure the QBs less than anybody in the league. Yet still, this was the first game when I seen that dumbass actively blitz. And when he blitz, good things happen. Did you see this? Yeah. Like they last in the league with pressuring QBs, and they like they in the bottom three or four in sacks, if not last. And they finally got multiple sacks, and they came off a of blitz. So, like, we've been talking about this shit since week one. You still in the soft zone and you can't get no pressure. That's stupid. Next, they are last in the rushing game. Your line is undersized. You built it for speed, so you have to blitz just because of the personnel that you drafted. Everybody lighting the ass. So that was stupid. Alfred, stupid as a motherfucker. Did you see the, the did you see the holding that he did? And then the next play, they got a touchdown and the technique he used. Oh, they were sticking line. dick in him all day. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. They had one drive. They went straight to whoever Alpha was on. <laughs> That's who they went to. Aaron Rodgers stroked his ass. And then the commentator put his ass on blast. That nigga played bell technique. And it was like on a five-yard line. It was ridiculous. Green Bay had three starting offensive linemen out. Didn't matter. Falcons still couldn't get pressure with their with they base four. That dumbass fumble Matt Ryan had, who not who, who moved a field goal range to 53 yards, and he got a dumb coaching decision. Matt Bryan, who's over 45, who's had an injury this year with his leg, and who was on the on the report on the injury report for a bad back, he had him kick a 53 yarder in Green Bay in 26 degree weather in the stadium. <laughs> like how stupid? Like that's just stupid. Finally. Finally started blitzing. Really have big time problems with his with his hands, but I think he'll work that out. We all said that. Our offensive line was so bad, they benched Ryan Schrader for another scroll, and that scroll was just as bad as Ryan Schrader. And before halftime, Dan Quinn's t- uh, timeout usage. What's Dan Quinn timeout usage? Stupid. And at the end of the game. Again, he was what was he doing? It was like it was like forty some seconds left. He's still trying to push the game for, to score the ball. You're not about to come back. It was down by 20 points. Yeah, I hate when teams do that in general. So, like, I don't understand why they don't do this in the pros like college. Like, the Falcons were down, like, what it was like five minutes left, you knew the game was over. Whenever Justin Harvest and Justin Harvest scored, what, three minutes left in the game or something like that? Two minutes left in the game? Like, at that point, you're down two touchdowns, three touchdowns almost. Man, you, we were down three touchdowns. Yeah, you get him out of the, you get the because all you needed for one of these main pieces to get seriously injured. And not even for this year, but for next year. Now you really have to rethink about what you're doing with yourself. Because if Matt Ryan tears his ACL, now your your scheme for next year changes. Not even this year. So it makes no sense. So And not even the Falcons. All teams do this. Like when they down 20 to zip and kick a field goal just to say they get shut out. Like all these cats do that. That shit's so stupid. And what ended up happening is within two minutes of the game or a minute and some change, Austin Hooper got hurt. Like, it's just stupid. So, it was a bad game. Have you ever said, like, what are your thoughts on them Queen on Dan Queen? I think it's time and everybody knows it, but Arthur Blank. I think it's... you can, all that who rah rah shit don't matter. It's just like somebody come in like I'll beat your ass. I'm the best fighter in the school. All that. Then you see they get. Then you see they get their ass whooped. Then they come back and they're like, Oh, I'll beat your ass. You, your word has no weight anymore. So all that rise up brotherhood bullshit. Nobody gives a shit. The soccer team in two years won a championship. You Stop. sons of bitches threw the talk, a soccer team out of nowhere. <coughs> they won a championship. He don't have Arthur Blank has had the Falcons for almost two decades, and he's only been to one Super Bowl, and they squandered it. Yeah, fuck out of here with it. It's interesting you said that, and I told you we were tied back into soccer. I don't think anything happens because of soccer. Them winning the championship n- changes nothing. I don't think anything could change because of that. It's like I use this analogy. It's like the school come. It's like the school call you telling your son acting a fool. And he just being a stone cold asshole and a stone cold menace in the school. You pissed off, but before you walk out your door, 
your beautiful young secretary give you a blowjob before you leave. Yeah, you want to co-cuss your son out, but you're in a much better mood. So you're like, I deal with it when I deal with it. That's what I deal with the fact. I think he probably huffing and puffing as soon as they won. I'm like, uh, I'm happy I got a championship for now. So I don't think I don't think nothing changes with the Falcons. Nothing changes. He he can't pick the whoever runs his soccer team do a better job than who runs his football team. Yeah, but I think that that's going to keep him from lit. I think, even though he said Dan Quinn was a problem, if they don't win the championship, I think he is still in the salty mood. No championships. Both of these teams know nothing. He makes a move. Now that they got a championship, he don't. He, I'm sure he feels like he doesn't have to make a move. That appeases him for time. When does Arthur Blank make moves? Arthur Blank always is two years later – but three years later, and let somebody go. He or like the article said, he fired. Or like you've been saying for years, we've been saying he fired motherfuckers up. Rich McKay was a GM in '01, and Rich McKay is, still has a, a a place in the organization. <laughs> let that stink in. How stupid that sounds. <laughs> Arthur Blank is stupid when it comes. It has it has to be somebody who runs a team, and he's hitched his wagon to Thomas Dimitro. So nothing's going to change because the people who run the football side of it are idiots. So it goes back to the Falcons. The Falcons are trash. Dan Quinn is not the man for the job. The team is quit on them. The fan base has quit. That's a good point. Do you think the fan base has quit on them? I think the fan base is tired of them. Fan base is tired but of them. But we were just here, and we're gonna, we going to move forward. What was it? Three weeks ago when, when they lost to Cleveland. We did a podcast three, four weeks ago where everybody was on it. Half of the room said you give Dan Quinn time, he went to a Super Bowl. Crazy, ain't it? So I don't think the fan base is completely tired of him. I think people who demand more are tired of him, but I don't think if I don't think I think you can find for every person who say get rid of, I think you can find somebody to say, Hey, we just went to the Super Bowl, we had injuries. Like you just said earlier in the podcast. I think you can find Excuses or apologies for him. Yeah, you might be right. So, right. I don't see how you, when you, like you said, injuries are the worst thing that happened to the Falcons this year because they're going to have an excuse for not making changes moving forward. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I don't know where you go from here. I don't know how you get to where you need to get to from here. I think you go to not giving a fuck about the Falcons in a specific way. Listen, the, the excuses you, we got people make for the Falcons, like the excuses of the game yesterday, it was like Dan Crane came up a day early and had the team practice outside to get acclimated to the weather. It was 26 degrees. It was 26 degrees in Green Bay, but it was like 32 here. It wasn't no crazy. It wasn't like Miami. They left 80 degrees to go to 26. They left, 20, they left 32 to go to 26. That didn't affect that play. The game plan, the coach, and the players, that's what affected the play. It wasn't nothing spectacular. That affected the, and that's going to be what it is with the Falcons. You know, we had a lot of injuries. Dan Quinn said, fuck the injuries. So, you got to hold them accountable. All right, let's go on and get to what we normally do. Let's go on and get grades and move on. Did you have any more thoughts before we move forward? Surely do not. All right, let's go ahead. Um... What grade you get offense? A C. Only thing that's good about the offense, Julio <laughs> went on 
And then he got a couple of touchdowns. But Julio had like six catches for like 105. Like one hey, he he didn't have a monster game. It's, me and my fiance were looking at the game, and she was like, Julio seemed like he scored every time. I was like, Julio only had seven catches for like 109 yards and two touchdowns or something. Like he didn't have a monster game like you thought. That's how bad the offense was. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, I forgot about that Matt Ryan pick six and that dumbass fumble. I gotta get a, I gotta get him a, a D minus. Yeah. And we're not putting up any points. Everybody's healthy. We didn't put up any points. Although that offensive line is trash, they can't get the job done. I give him a D minus. I give him a um. I agree. I give him a D minus. I, I was just saying my points. Why? Right. I interject you with my points. I, I don't see. I think we found a bright spot of Ito Smith, and you said this a long time ago. We can get rid of Devontae Freeman. No reason to keep him. No reason to tie any money to him. Freeman, I mean, Ito Smith and Coleman can do what we need them to do. Julio had a good game, but he had such a good game. Everybody else had such a bad game. I think somebody who has played consistently better this year is Muhammad Sanu. Like, I don't know if he has a position on this team, but I think he's played better this year in my mind. He has, but Sarkeesian can't use him right. That's the problem. He's the mismatch damn near every week, and he's not being—he's not being the focal point of the offense. It's crazy to me. Like he'd rather go to try to force it to—he'd rather try to force it to Ridley and Julio than give it to the guy who's who's got the mismatch all day long. Because there is no third cornerback that can stick with Sanu. It's just not possible. What do you think of Calvin Ridley? I think he got – he needs some coaching and he needs some time. He's a good – he's good, but he's falling off a little bit. We said him – I said in preseason and before, I'm, his hands are so iffy. He has some iffy ass hands. He had a key third down drop in this game. Do you think he's picking up bad habits? Yes. Yeah, I do. So we both – yeah, get that to go. We both got D minus for the for um. All right, what about the defense? Mm, defense held as much as they could, but they they got straight. They got down Ricardo, not Ricardo Allen, Robert Alfred. Might well be Ricardo. <laughs> Robert Alfred, why he trash? He's horrible. Our cornerbacks are bad in, in general. They're just not good. And they're not physical. Like, we only have a couple of teams, a couple of players that hit. Deion Jones, like, he's not there yet. He dropped two picks. He had one that could have been a pick six. And I seen he had met somebody in the hole, and he got cream. And a lot of players, he's not even there. Like, in time past, wherever the ball is, Deion Jones is soon to come. Like, he's not there. He's a step slow. So, I also feel he need to get out of game because of shit like that. I think that's that's gonna be problem. That's problematic. You shouldn't have him out there. But I get him. A, I get him a fucking D minus as well. I don't know. I, I think I see how you get to a D minus with them. Deion Jones looks like he's. I hope he. I hope this injury hasn't affected him for the long term because he does look a step behind, a step slow. Maybe it's a combination of just the seasons out. Like he probably think to himself, "Why am I playing?" Like, they should just rest him for the rest of the season because he looks disinterested and out of sorts. I think the D-line is one of the best things, but to your point, 
they drafted D lineman who can only do one thing good, and the thing they can do good, they are doing real exceptionally well. So, like, I don't know how you get from that. You know, I've been telling you, I think it's defensively, I think it's a place on this team for maybe six people, six, seven people. You know, I said Jack Crawford, Tack, Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones, KZ, and um, the boy from Yale, and um, what's the other linebacker um, name? Um, um, Campbell. Campbell. I think it's a place on the team for them and Keanu Neal. There you go. But everybody else, everybody else can go. Get the fuck yeah, literally can go. So, like, we have good components to build off of, but I, I just think right now my grade is a D minus two or F plus. I just think that they, they're just out of it right now. I mean, it's just, I don't know how you can really get them a fair assessment when it's basically, hey, we've already flunked. Why keep trying? You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Wait, on the flip side, I like Jock Crawford. I like Grady Jarrett. I like Tant McKinley. But you know they're undersized. And we're just now in the, what is this? This is the 13th game. We're just now putting in blitz packages. Like, this is the first game I've seen them blitzing, and it was effective. You know, the problem with the Falcons is, we'll go to the next one. Let's go to coaching, because this is going to come directly into coaching, as usual. Do you have anything to say about special teams? They made a shitty play, one of these players. I think I wrote it down. Special team was bullshit. What they do? Oh, the Falcons have the worst starting position in any team. Uh, any starting position, field position, than any team in the league. That's a direct indictment of Armstrong. Get his ass out of here, too. That goddamn Hall and Hardy, get the ass out of there. And why don't I, no, why they don't let Calvin Ridley or something? Like, why don't they in, inject the spark and have one of the more dynamic – they don't even have dynamic playmakers like that, but have one of the more dynamic guys returning punts. Hardy and Hall aren't the way to go. It makes no sense to me. Kevin Ridley, Edo Smith is an easy lock at one of those. And they said that it's another kid they got on there. I think Gage is another kid. They got. I have no idea why they keep with Hall and Hardy. It's a failed experiment, and it's clear. So I don't know, but they they rank the the they rank the worst in the league in offensive starting position because of their fucking special teams. Get Armstrong down here. Let's go and go to coach. Again, with the well, as much as I want to say elf, I gotta give him a C minus because you finally start blitzing on the on the defense. Now the offense was straight trash. Absolute garbage as usual. And that Steve Sarkeesian has went back to his old ways of last year. Steve Sarkeesian is a problem once again. His route combos, the personnel with Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn timeout usage is Fucking the, the dumbest shit I've ever seen. This idiot can't. This idiot can't game plan. Can't time manage to save his life. He's trash. They get the an L. What you say? They get an L. For the simple yeah. fact that the team gave up on both sides of the ball. Like it's one of those things where you be like, you can use the injuries as an excuse. You like, hey, we're gonna fight hard for Coach Quinn, or we're gonna fight hard for Dan. We know we had injuries. But we're going to keep fighting for him. We're going to keep grinding for him. Side note, there is a path that if you go 8-8, eight and eight, you may can get into the playoffs. Look at the Redskins ain't going to win another game. Who knows with the Vikings? Who knows with – Hold on. I'm watching the game now. The Vikings, the Vikings in the 3-0 shootout. 
But in the playoff hunt is the Panthers, the Redskins, and the Eagles. All of them are six and seven. So you um, you you were four and seven. I mean, you were four and eight yesterday. Five and eight. You're a step from being in the hunt. And so, like, I like that's why you get it. If you can't motivate them to at least put on their best face and lose a competitive game. Aaron Rodgers, them are what five and eight right now. That's they were both of us were four and eight. Four and eight coming in the game. We both were four and eight, right? And Aaron Rodgers ain't got shit. This document, he just lost to Arizona. <laughs> exactly. So you, you lost to a you lost to a four and eight. You couldn't get your team up to be the four and eight team. Both of y'all four and eight, and both of y'all have a shot to get in the playoffs. You know the new um line is today, or the new talking point is today on sports, like on ESPN and stuff. Can't Aaron Rodgers them make the playoffs? Like, it's crazy. Like, whether they do or don't, the Falcons could have been in the same situation. Carolina is going to shit. Who knows about Minnesota? It seems like it's the whoever win the division. And the only other team who seems like they're even a playoff team is Seattle. The Falcons could be right in the mix. And all sins could have been forgiven if you snuck in the playoffs at 8-8. Eight and eight. All sins are forgiven at that point. And I think you and Double R said, if Dan Quinn would have snuck this team into the playoff, it's a completely different narrative. He could be on line for coach of the year. You mean to tell me you got the Super Bowl in your house and the easiest path to the Super Bowl this year and you fumbled the shit? Even with the injuries, you still got Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, Tevin Coleman, Muhammad Sanu, Kevin Ridley. You fumble your chance. The NFC is the weakest we've seen it in years. Nobody's clear cut. Like, but outside of the the Bears, Rams, and like everyone's everyone's taking a step back except for the Cowboys that took a step forward. But the Saints is taking a step back. The Browns just lost to the Bears. Like nobody's seen like, whoa, they're gonna kill it. For a minute, like the Saints is but nobody run up wanna run up on them. The Rams, nobody wanna run up with them. Now everybody can see everybody got holes and the rest of everybody is just trash. A losers, they everyone having losing records, and you can't even get up. We still got a shot. It's still at home. Look, watch this. The United just won yesterday last night. Let's keep the tradition going. We gonna win out for the rest of the year. They said the president, we gonna we gonna follow behind. Them. They don't even do that. Never shoot double one in their house last night, D. And they laid the egg after that. So it's one thing to come out and lose a competitive game. You gave it all you had. Green Bay was just better that day. Game wasn't even competitive. They came out that first drive, and it's like they shot their whole load. And after that, it was over for them. And them folks going so quick that first drive, you were like, this is going to be easy work. I was like, why they don't just lose so we get a drive pit? And lo and behold, they fumbled a fucking ball. Not figuratively, even though Matt Ryan did literally, but figuratively, they fumbled a ball. You just less than 12 hours. Less than 12 hours, a team just won the championship game. Well, less than 24 hours, excuse me. Team just won the championship game at home now. Y'all don't even use that for motivation, Dan Quinn? Hey, man. Fuck Dan Quinn. So that's why I gave coaching the elf. You can't use that for motivation. And at the end of the day, there is a path to the playoffs. People say, oh, we don't scoreboard watch. You got to be fucking scoreboard watching. Like, hey, this, 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 and that. That's just human nature. Why didn't that effort was pathetic for every for several reasons? I didn't even think of it in think like you just said. A home team just won the championship. 
if we get there, there's a new life for us. I don't know. Dan Quinn, and Dan Quinn just can't. He can't pull that out of them. And he, they were talking. He said something that I was listening to the sports talk again. And he was like, you best believe they're going to know that that type of effort isn't appreciated or it's not tolerated. Oh, so he knew they looked like shit out there. So Dan Quinn acknowledged they looked like shit. Yeah, he said it today. I mean, it's just he, he's lost that team. He's he's lost the team, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you can get it back. I don't even know how you get it back, but he's lost the team. So I don't know, but do you have any players of the week, huh? Do I have a player of the week for offense or defense? I don't think any of them deserve player of the week. I mean, Julio for offense. You can say Julio, but I'm like you. Nobody deserves. You know what I'm saying? Julio dropped balls still. I mean, it's just one of them things where it's like I was completely. I've been disappointed by the Falcons. I've been hurt by the Falcons. I've been happy for the Falcons. I've never been like you disgust me. That was a you disgust me performance yesterday. Somebody commented a couple of weeks ago about that. It was like, this is the is this the worst team we have? Somebody was like, this is the first time I didn't feel bad about it. I felt like this is just disgusting. He, he didn't say disgusting. He was like, pathetic effort. He said something about it. Like He, he was like, this ain't the first time he been, they disappointed him. This is the first time they, he just been put off by the Falcons. And that's exactly, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I'm, I'm, I just feel put off by the Falcons. And, like, I'm... We've seen we've seen Falcons team. We've seen teams where they have didn't have the talent, which is the Falcons in the red. We've seen teams where they just, you know, they had they were inconsistent. That was the Dion on Falcons. We've seen teams that you know probably let go of somebody too early. The Dan Reeves Falcons. We've seen Falcons teams that didn't live up to the potential. Mike Vick Falcons. We've seen teams that you know just didn't get just couldn't close the door to Mike Smith Falcons. I've never seen, like you said, I've been disappointed. I've never been disgusted with the Falcons. Like, they, you've been frustrated, but never disgusted. Right. This is, that was a disgusting performance. Like, that's one of those performances where, like, and this is something Dan Quinn said, too, and you got to look at yourself as a man and be like, you know, he was saying, you deserve more for your fans, your family. Your, take out your fans. You shouldn't want to put that type of tape on Everybody don't want another contract. Those are the type of performances that you should be ashamed of putting on out in camera so you for your next contract. Like even if you you don't like the team, you gave up on the coach, fine. You should be out there doing your best for your next contract for your money. I think two games so far this year. That's that Cleveland Browns game. Uh and this game. If you can think of another game, let me know. But the, the Somebody should have been fired immediately after those games. You you say Dan Quinn should have been somebody should have been fired after the Super Bowl. Without a doubt, somebody should have been. But the, after those two games, somebody should have been fired. With the effort that's shown, with what's going on, like the hammer should have been dropped somewhere, somehow, someone. And I'm not talking about the towel boy. I'm talking about somebody should have got if it's cut player or fire coach or GM. Somebody should be let go for what, what they're putting on the field. And that's period. This is this is not lackluster. This is just pathetic all the way around. Yeah. 
How worried are you moving forward? I don't give a shit, man. You know, we're just going with the same format. I don't either. I, 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 I still think, I think we disagree. I think it has to be a new day tomorrow for the fact because I don't think you can try out basically the same cast of characters on the field with a new coach and still think you can. And that wouldn't get me excited. I'm going I'm to I'm be weird with you. I'm about, being, I'm about to get there on your side. Like all the Matt Ryan chatter going on these days. I don't know. Nowadays, instead of defending, I'd be like, I, I can see where y'all are coming from. But it's not just but to, be, but to be honest with you, he's he. When you say who, he's the one who's still giving maximum effort. And that's a shame because you can tell. You can tell. Let me tell you something else. I was just talking to somebody who hate Matt Ryan. I was like, quiet as kept who when to bash Matt Ryan. Nobody say how tough Matt Ryan is. Matt Ryan get killed. Like them passes you see when they flip back to him, he get drilled after he throw the ball. That motherfucker get right up, get back in that huddle, and do it again. Like Matt Ryan is throwing to a team, the motherfuckers can't block, the wide receiver hands iffy, everybody not giving a fuck, and he's still lacing them up, he's still cussing on the sideline, he's still giving maximum effort for a coach who like, he don't give a shit. That's the same with Matt Ryan is your most fiery player. Boy, that says a lot, Darren. That says a lot. And that's not in a good category. No. Your team is in real trouble. Because Matt Ryan is the only one on that sideline with any kind of emotion. And that's exactly what the Falcons is doing. Nobody cares. So the fans shouldn't either, which is why we ain't. Uh, DigitalDarren.com. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.